everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of The Semicast. My name's David Shack, and I'm here with Anthony Murphy on this WrestleMania weekend of podcasting. Exciting, huh? Wrestling. Your name is David Shack. That is correct. Indeed I am. And it's probably the one time of the year that I pay the most attention to the WrestleMania thing weekend that they have. See? I know a lot about it. You do. A lot more than me. I cancelled my WWE Network subscription, so I want to get deep into second and third tier wrestling promotions, I've decided. Like New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Somewhere in between two guys in their backyard and TNA. Well, I was actually walking past the pizza store in Central Square Shopping Centre, and they had this little A4 photocopied piece of paper for a wrestling promotion that's going to have a show out in Sunshine. So we should probably go to that. Mm. I reckon that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, let's do it. So I did go and follow them on Facebook, so I wouldn't forget. So I do have them I saw you follow two wrestling promotions on Facebook. I did, because one led me to another one, and um, we'll see how that goes. So what I'm going to do, just straight off the bat, is I'm going to read you the match card for WrestleMania, and you're going to give me your expert opinion on it, and potentially Mm. who might win that match. And it starts with the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which sounds auspicious, but it's really just where they stick everyone who doesn't really have a match for WrestleMania. It's kind of like the losers area. So just really pick a name out of anyone who doesn't have a match yet, anyone who's left. Anyone who's left, who has left the company or who is left at the company? Oh, anyone who's left at the company. I found out today while I was watching the WrestleMania Hall of Fame that the big show is actually in it this year. He wasn't going to be in it. He was apparently going to be having a match with Shaquille O'Neal, the basketball player, but that apparently fell through. So he he had to be bumped down to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Well, I think the winner will undoubtedly be Al Snow. Yes, he will get um, the head he deserves, or everyone mm-hmm. else will get the head from Al Snow. Only after interference by Mick Foley. Well, Mick Foley's just been, um, quote-unquote, fired from Raw being the GM for some reason. And I think the reason is actually because he has to go and have some surgery on his knee or his hip or something. Well, there's no better reason for him just to show up at the side of the ring and hit somebody with um, a bin lid or something like that. Or and a baseball bat th- wrapped with yep. barbed wire. Is yeah, or a, or a sledgehammer. Yes. No, well, the sledgehammer is a Triple H weapon, I think. Yeah, but you could have video of him, like, crowbarring open the boot to Triple H's car and getting the sledgehammer out of there. You could do, because Triple H does have a match later on. And then, you know, Jerry the King Lawler can go crazy going, who's Mick Foley going to use that sledgehammer on? And remind you at every ad break, who's Mick Foley going to use that sledgehammer on? <laughs> Mick Foley was bequeathed the baseball bat with barbed wire around it from Terry Funk, apparently. Ah, I don't know what he's doing now, but... Probably something. I don't think anything can kill Terry Funk. No, he's he's like the Lemmy of WWE. Mm. Uh, so then we have Neville versus Austin Aries for the Cruiserweight Championship. Neville is slowly progressing from just a long-haired Cruiserweight wrestler into somebody who looks like they are the bass player for a death metal band. Fantastic. He's slowly getting just a bit buffer and a bit more angry all the time, so... He's the mine. only thing I know about Neville is that he tag-teamed with Stephen Amal versus Stardust uh, and Barrett. That sounds right. Before Barrett yeah. left. Bad news, Barrett. He was yep. previously called before he just went Barrett. So in that case, I'm going to have to say Neville. Actually, I don't even know who the other guy is. Who is he? 
I honestly don't know either, so I'm going to go Neville as well. Fantastic. I saw him, Austin Aries, at the Hall of Fame on the red carpet walking, and he had sunglasses on. That's as much as I know him. He can wear a suit and he's got sunglasses. Push Neville. Which I don't think is enough of an offense to beat a guy who can jump off turnbuckle. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, then we have a SmackDown Women's Championship because they're in the middle of, of a brand split at the moment. So, a whole mm. bunch of people have gone one way, a whole bunch of people have gone the other way. And this is Alexia Bliss versus Mickey James versus Carmella versus Natalia versus Becky Lynch versus Naomi. Uh, I don't know any of those wrestlers except Becky Lynch, and I like Becky Lynch, so I'm going to say Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch has steampunk goggles that she wears a lot. and Yeah, she's, that's pretty cool. Is she Irish or Scottish? I think, I think she's, she's Irish. Yeah. I always get those two confused, and I know that I've just made probably some Irish mm. and or Scottish people really angry. But at yes. least I didn't mistake them for English. No. I've grown as a person, and I don't do that anymore. The Scottish and the Irish are united in their hatred for the English. Well, there you go. I'm on their side. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, then we've got Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin for the Intercontinental Championship. Right. Uh, well, I don't know who Baron Corbin is, but I liked Dean Ambrose's crazy Dean Ambrose gimmick. So, Dean Ambrose all the way. I believe he's still crazy Dean Ambrose. He just might be- That's good. I'm not sure whether he's gone more crazy or less crazy. But I He kind of we'll- reminded me of uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper in his prime. He should have his own show that just is just off mm. to the side and potentially just start wearing a kilt for no reason. Well, probably not. Maybe do his own thing, but they should. Like, he's obviously a good wrestler, and he's obviously okay on the microphone. He, I, I mean, I guess he's not really touching, like, The Rock and Chris Jericho on that front. But He's still pretty good. You know, give the guy a chance. Uh, the more he does it, the better he will get at it. And he's already pretty good. Mm. Uh, then we have a ladder match for the Raw Tag Team Championships, and that is uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Versus Cesaro and Sheamus versus Enzo Amore and Big Cass. I will say that there will be a shock signing of the Hardy Boys and they will show up and delete everyone else and win the ladder match. Have you been reading into this? I have. Because that is pretty much what I'm (laughs) imagining is going to happen as well. Because I actually think that the ladder match is a late stipulation to that and it seems very, Mm. very appropriate that it's a ladder match and the Hardys have apparently either close to signing or have just signed. Which right. Be, that's going to be really cool. That's, I'm it's actually, either, either going to be that, or if you wanted to do the double blind, you would have the Hardys come out, but then at the last second, Edge and Christian like come out from underneath the mat and pull the ladder down and win. And then the Dudley boys come back, because I think their contract may have expired. I actually don't think there's a chance that Edge and Christian will come back, because Edge has said that he's never going to wrestle again. Really? He's too injured, I believe. He had to have some right. major surgery and whatever. Oh, that's a shame. Okay, sure. Hardy boys. Hardy all boys. The way. Yep. Uh, then we've got a mixed tag match, which is John Cena and Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Marcy. Right. I think Nikki Bella's um, just back from injury. Now, I saw The Miz on the cover of a WWE movie. Yep. Like The Marine Five or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And that amused me greatly during the week. Uh, so I'm tempted to say The Miz, but after seeing John Cena in Southpaw Regional Wrestling. I'm probably going to have to go with John Cena, actually. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be John Cena and Nikki Bella, only because Nikki Bella's just come back from injury, and I think they're going to want a bit of a big pop on her. Yeah, John Cena always seems to win at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Seems to be his his show. Uh, then we have Raw Women's Championship, which is uh, Bailey versus Nia Jax versus Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair. Mm, I don't really know any of those people. I've, I've heard of them. 
Uh, I'm going to say Perry Sutton will return and Moppy will win. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Through uh, interference. <laughs> so let me just run down all the gimmicks we've got in this match. So we've got Sasha Banks, who is the the boss, which all I can figure is that she's a bit of a um, hip-hop girl who wears the right. glasses with the, the slots or the slits, you know, so you can kind of see through them. Uh, then we've got Charlotte Flair, who is Ric Flair's daughter. Mm. That's um, her claim to fame. She's actually a really good wrestler, and I'm not sure who Nia Jax is. Uh, when Bailey comes out, she's got those, um, you know, those inflatable tube people who yep. the wind blows up and they advertise, like, fridges and shit out the front of white goods stores. My she- wife finds those creepy, she says. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's got those that flank the walkway as she comes out. Yep. Yeah. Also appeared in a video game by... Oh, it's called the Wavy Tube Man Chronicles. It's a like Mad Dog McCree ripoff, and oh, I'm yeah. blanking on the studio that did it. They also did Comic Jumper, and they did a bunch of games that Giant Bomb guys liked. Ah, oh. was it FMV? Yeah, yeah, okay. it was FMV, and it was very obviously friends oh. and family. Yeah, yeah, I know the other games as well. Yeah, uh, the Gunstringer was the game that, like, it was DLC for this other game, yeah. but it was completely different. We'll get back to that. We might we'll figure it out. It'll be later in the show. One of Did you know that, that Perry Satin had a, um, like, a GoFundMe? I do not. Did he? Uh, yeah, somebody posted something on, um, or at least somebody had one for him. Someone posted something on Squared Circle where they got a photo of him, like a signed photo, uh, just with thanks on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because they, you know, Perry Satin, GoFundMe, whatever, well, or something he, similar. Was he just funding his general, I've got no money? No, I think he disappeared for a while and had problems with substance abuse. And That seems to be the, all, just the way things go. Yeah, yeah, there are all sorts of stories. Like, apparently he, he saved somebody who'd been sexually assaulted and he, no, well, he got shot in, shot in the shoulder as a result yeah, of yeah. that. So, yeah. I didn't mind Perry Sutton, actually. I think he ended up with a bunch of face tattoos. Um, yeah. No, right. So, Moppy. Moppy's going to win that one. Yep. All the little tube people. Yes. Maybe Moppy will fight the little tube people. That um that studio's Twisted Pixel, by the way. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. I've heard of them. Uh, then we have Seth Rollins versus Triple H. This is apparently an unsanctioned match, quote unquote, unsanctioned match, not a real match. It's just if Seth Rollins happens to show up and Triple H happens to show up and they get into an argument, then there's going to be a match. Uh, well, we're pretty sure Triple H will be there, aren't we? Yeah, like he he runs the place now. Yes. Uh, but I do like Seth Rollins, though. Yeah, he's turned from a, a heel to a face recently. He's kind of got that smirk that is sort of funny. Yeah, yeah. Like if he turned it on an authority figure like Triple H, you can see him going face in that way. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say Seth Rollins. Then we have one of your favorites, Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens for the United mm. States Championship. I'm actually going to say Kevin Owens only because then we get a chance to see Chris Jericho lose it and shout funny stuff on the microphone. I'm going to say Kevin Owens because uh, apparently Chris Jericho's band is going on tour in the next <laughs> month. So, <laughs> Metagaming are- it. Oh, yes. So chances are he won't be around for a while. You stupid idiot. You've just made the list. Yep. Then we have The Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. Mm. And this one, even though The Undertaker is, is he 23 and 1? At WrestleMania events, I think. Not that, you know, streaks really matter in a made-up sport, mm. but he is. He is a tip to lose to Roman Reigns, actually. They're, Why is that? Because the WWE and Vince McMahon are still intent on pushing Roman Reigns as being the next John Cena of the company, the next person who's going to take them into the next couple of years. So they keep pushing on him, 
the rumor is that he is going to go over the Undertaker on this one. One thing I read was that they're pushing him as a face really hard now just because they know he gets heat for it and that they are well aware that everybody hates him. And so they, they're kind of crafting a gimmick out of it. I yeah. don't know if we can say the WWE is that smart, but you know, who knows? There are other rumors that he will turn heel. I don't know how you can turn heel against The Undertaker, who's already kind of half a heel, half a face anyway. Mm. Um, he sits in that Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. space. Mm. Roman Reigns was at the Hall of Fame and somebody mentioned his name on stage and then they cut to a shot of Roman Reigns and the whole crowd booed. Even though this mm. wasn't actually a wrestling event, it was like an awards ceremony because, you know, <laughs> there's the crowd and they're just doing wrestling shit in the crowd, like, you know, the regular yelling out and stuff. And there's a whole seating section of proper official, you know, wrestlers. Everyone's there and they just booed the hell out of Roman Reigns and he just was staring off this real half smirk and then he looked at the camera and just raised an eyebrow like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I think I'm pretty sure they're well aware of it and I think he's taking any stride. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then there was uh, AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon. I'm not sure why these two are fighting. Um, Oh, that's a tough one. You can be assured that Shane McMahon's going to jump off something really high or do something crazy because he always does. I think only just to prove that he can. Yeah, and then he tends to lose afterwards. Yeah, yeah. He manages to retain his underdog status. Yeah, so um, although I'm thinking potentially AJ Styles might take this one. Yep. Although it would be nice to see Shane McMahon win. Yeah. Although, realistically- My favourite moment is still him buying the WCW out from under Vince. <laughs> I can only envisage him getting back body dropped through a glass window, but the glass window didn't break. I think he was fighting Kurt Angle. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and then they had to do it a second and third time before the glass window <laughs> broke. <laughs> and Shane McMahon fell on his head twice, so- yeah. He doesn't have to do dumb, crazy shit, but he does, and I can kind of appreciate him for that. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Hmm. Uh, Bray Wyatt uh, is the WWE champion at the moment. Uh, Randy Orton was on his side and he turned on Bray Wyatt. I think he burned his chair or something because Bray Wyatt's got a, a chair he really likes. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, Bray Wyatt, I think. I don't like Randy Orton. I didn't used to like Randy Orton, but in the past couple of years, Randy Orton has just enough success and he's got just enough fan following that he almost doesn't really care anymore to the point he's just having fun with it now. All right, well, maybe I need to watch more Randy Orton rather than just tuning out when he comes on. Yeah, I didn't used to like him a lot, but having watched not the latest run, but the previous to last run, he just had enough apathy that I really liked him. Yeah. And then we have the Universal Championship, which is when they, I don't know, it's weird because they combined two championships, but then they made another one because then they did the brand split. So I don't know why they're still calling it the Universal Championship. But this is uh, Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Hmm. Uh, well, it really should be Brock Lesnar, shouldn't it? I mean, Goldberg is, how old is he now? Uh, but, uh, Goldberg's pretty old. So you've kind of been following it enough to know that Brock Lesnar is just the undefeated monster. Yeah. And he has been represented by the advocate, Paul Heyman. Yes, I know um, that much. Goldberg and Brock Lesnar had a match at SummerSlam and Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar in about seven seconds. Mm. And that was a big, oh, shit. You're next. Yeah. I think he beat him in seven seconds because Goldberg kind of really can't wrestle. Mm. He's got two moves. He can do a spear and a jackknife powerbomb and then he can yell a lot. And then, yep. But then I think if the match goes longer than that, he either- Runs out of moves or gets really tired. So um, <laughs> I'm going to go Brock Lesnar on this one because I think Brock Lesnar has had his seven second defeat and mm. it's time for him to 
take it back. If that's the case, I would agree. Yeah, I'm not sure how long Goldberg's going to be around in the WWE. I think he's just getting paid, really. So there you go. Okay. That's the card. By the time you listen to this, WrestleMania will be over, so you can judge us on how well we went. Yes. That's it. Well, that's all we got. We shall see. WWE Wrestling, WrestleMania weekend. Um, how are you going? How is your podcast drinking? Have you sorted that out yet? You've been having I a little have. bit of questions about it over the past couple of weeks about what's the best way to keep yourself yeah. lubricated over the hour and a half that we tend to spend on these things. I pulled my uh, teapot out of storage and it's now wrapped in a towel and filled with tea. So that's how I'm dealing with it today. Oh, cool. So what type of tea? Uh, chamomile tea today. Oh, do you have a particular brand you like? No, it's Narada, which is a New, Ze- uh, sorry, a Sydney, a New South Wales brand. Is that just available in store and Coles yeah, yeah, and stuff? Yeah, just get it from Coles and Woolworths. I'm glad um, you've sorted something out with your with your <laughs> yeah, dry throat. Okay. We, we'll see how long it lasts. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what my podcast drink is. I've got here a glass of mineral water and I have a whiskey as well, so I'm not sure. We'll see how it goes. Yep. So today, so we planted corn a couple of weeks or a couple of months ago now. Uh, and it all came to fruition last week and we picked the corn. So today was getting the corn plants out of the ground and getting as much dirt off them as possible, which is not easy. Corn likes to hold on to dirt, apparently. And then getting ready to plant some new stuff. What are you going to plant grow next? During winter. I think we've got some peas and some onions, uh, a couple of herb varieties. My wife took care of the what are we going to plant and where, and I took care of the backbreaking labour. Uh, right. I can never keep up with what's a plant and when. I know that tomatoes you plant around Melbourne Cup Day and chilies you plant a couple of weeks before it gets hot again. But that's about as yeah. much as I know. I don't know like when to plant corn, when to plant peas, when to plant whatever. We just pull our seed packets out and have a look at the back of all of them and say, okay, what can we plant now? I've also forgotten to water my plants for the past couple of weeks. I kind of look out of the window and go, oh, look, those leaves look like they are not as healthy as they could be. Mm. And I go out and I water them and they spring back to life and then I forget them for another week. Basically torturing them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> bringing them to an inch of death and then bringing yeah. them back. It's like that scene out of Grand Theft Auto Five. Give me some damn chilies. Oh, no? Okay, fine. I'm just going to not give you water anymore. Mm. Oh, gee, I'm trying to think of what else. We did some streaming over the weekend just to try to see how badly we could break my terrible internet connection. It seemed to go okay. Yeah, yeah. If you're like 640 by some weird resolution streaming. I watched some of your Silent Hill stream. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. I actually quite enjoyed that. I'll probably continue until I finish and then I don't know. I deliberately decided not to call it a like a horror game stream. I just want to be able to play whatever I want to play. So Yeah, it's cool. So Midnight Game Club sounds like a good name. Mm. The only problem is I have to stay up late now to actually do it. That's all right. I'm actually interested in doing some stuff for Midnight Game Club as well when I'm up late. So I might steal your title. <laughs> so yeah, that's fine. Stream some random shit out. I will uh, have to give you the audio that goes with it, which is like crickets and frogs and things like that. Okay, fair enough. Or do I have to yeah. play Silent Hill? No, you don't have to play Silent Hill. Okay, you can play whatever you want. And we streamed some Don't Starve together today, just my wife and I. And that went okay. I was watching that as well. Yeah, that was. there was a couple of technical hiccups, but we eventually got it. It was kind of like fixing the car while it's running, yeah. jumping back into OBS and <laughs> changing mixing settings and things like that. It's not really handy, though, when someone's trying to diagnose a problem you've got and the problem is at their end. Like me mm. going, hey, your vocals have got an echo on it. And then I realize it's because I've got two Twitch windows up, one one behind one <laughs> another, and they're just out of sync. And I'm sitting there um, killing different microphones off to see which one it is. We figured that out, that it was me who was an idiot. Mm. That's cool. So, yeah. I haven't really done much this week. 
just been watching a lot of WWE dumb wrestling. Uh, I watched the NXT <laughs> today. That was kind of cool. The NXT crowds are getting really big. Like I can remember watching those a couple of years ago, and they were just a ring in a really tiny arena. Like wouldn't have sat more than a thousand people, if that. And now yeah. they're probably in an arena as big as what they do their Raw and SmackDown TV tapings in. Kind of like when we went to see um, that off-brand TNA thing that had Sting in it. That was and, good. Um, I enjoyed seeing Taz. Sting. Yeah, yeah, it was real easy to get ringside. You just had to walk down. <laughs> There weren't a lot of people there for that. No, but it was fun. It was. It was fun watching my housemate Mike at the time because he had been a Sting fan forever. Yeah. And like then the, he could just reach out and touch the guy if he felt like it yeah. as he walked right past him. Yeah. Was that the one where they did um, weird monk stuff as well? Or am I thinking of something else? No, that was the one that had Rove McManus in it. Oh, that's right. And then, uh, <laughs> then Taz interrupted one of the matches. Yeah, I do remember <laughs> that now. It's all coming back. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to some games then. What have you been playing apart from uh, corn and l- apart from what? Sorry, corn. Oh, corn. I thought you said something else. Oh, apart from your porn games or playing yeah. corn, the band with the K. I spent a lot of time looking at porn games today. Did you? Yeah, I was because it's like anime week sale on Steam. Oh, I was looking too. for an anime review to read out on letting <laughs> off steam, and it's just all terrible, all just stupid meme Japanese in joke things. It's like, come on, guys, seriously. I did find out something today because it is the anime sale on Steam that apparently Street yeah. Fighter is anime. Oh, okay. Great. Because Street Fighter is in that sale as well. The only reviews I considered were ones for Blazblue, which is apparently Blaze Blue, and Guilty Gear because they were just hanging shit on Street Fighter Five. Oh, right. Well, they are anime, so at least then it's fine. Mm. But as a result of that, I noticed, I didn't, well, I don't know if you bought these things now or you bought them sort of earlier, but I did not have Guilty Gear XX Accent Core Plus R. So I bought that. Okay. Do I own that? I do own a few. You do own it. I I saw that you owned it and I thought, oh, that's a good idea. I should buy that as well. I think I bought it a while ago. $2 something. Yeah. It was pretty cheap. Yeah. So we've already said that I played Silent Hill 3 for a stream the other night. That that was fun to get back into Silent Hill and to remember exactly how everything works. And to have Um, not enough bullets and to be running away from dogs and weird things. Yeah, I have enough bullets. I'm just hesitant to use them. There's been a couple of times. I, I remember like how to play the game now. I think I played, tried to play Silent Hill 3 a little while ago, and it, it just turned out that it's like, yeah, I ran out of bullets and only got melee weapons left. But now yeah. I remember it's kind of exploratory in nature. Like you'll go into an area and then say, hmm, I used a little bit more bullets here than I think I could have, so I'm going to reload my game. Oh, and, it's really uh, try like managing again. your inventory a lot. yeah. But it's sort of a nice, like, I haven't had that feeling in a game for all where I had to stop in the middle of the game and evaluate myself. And I guess near to a certain extent does that. There's like five endings. and Yeah. Well, apparently there's more than five endings. Apparently there's seven mm. main endings, but there's a lot of other dumb endings. I was yep. listening to the Waypoint podcast this week and Austin Walker was saying that he found an ending where, because in the game you can self-destruct. That's just a way of getting out of the level and then they'll re-put you back together and you can start the level again. But he self-destructed while at the central base space station (laughs) and um, he blew a hole in the side of the space station and everyone was sucked into space and that was apparently (laughs) one of the endings. Fantastic. Not one of the main endings, but one of the just one of the off-side endings. So there are plenty of endings you can get in that game. That's great. Yeah. Just a little bit of inside podcast baseball here. I'm pouring some tea, but I'm doing it behind my microphone. Is that so my, we don't hear it? Yeah, my condenser microphone's directional, so... Just pour it in front. Maybe, we can all 
all bask in the glory of the tea. I'd pour some more whiskey out, but I've just finished the bottle. Oh, okay. I didn't open um, it just now either, but by the way, it just had a little <laughs> bit left. <laughs> so uh, we also played Don't Starve together today, my wife and I. Um, you played Don't Starve Together Together today. Yes, she's really good at that game. She's really good at games like that, and I just generally tag along for the ride. Um, although I'm getting better at, at sort of stuff like that. There's one called um, The Long Dark that she's really good at that I still can't crack. I just freeze to death immediately upon starting. She is just this, rolls her eyes and says, that's oh, really easy. Is that management games she's really good at or survival games? Survival games. Because mm. she likes Stardew Valley as well, and that's a bit more of a management game, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Stardew Valley kind of lets you just do your own thing. Like, it, it occasionally says, hey, you should be doing like like this. You know, your grandfather left you your farm, and, and but it also <laughs> says... Says I want to fill my basement with barrels and just make beer. Then sure, you can do that. Yeah, um, I haven't played it, but I hear it's a little bit like Animal Crossing. Yeah, cross between Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon. Yeah, okay. With less, animal, uh, with less. Are, are you a anthropomorphized animal or are you a person? No. <laughs> so Dan Rocket was really into that game, Stardew yeah. Valley. Damp giant bombs, Dan Rocket, and so. You can wander around town and he would get up early and just run straight to the town and just start going through everyone's rubbish before everyone got up because you can get stuff out of it, but they think less of you if you try to go through their rubbish. I'm sorry this turns into a friggin' um, Stardew Valley thing. We'll, we'll do a proper Stardew Valley thing one day, but yeah. he would then just find like dirty newspaper and old potato peelings in between finding good stuff. And there was one person in the town, and you can give people presents. There was one person in the town he didn't like, so every morning he'd just walk up to them Give them old newspaper and potato peelings. Funny. There you go. <laughs> hmm. Cool. So, yeah, that uh, yeah, we played some Don't Starve. We kind of just got started. We did an hour. Um, did you and we're starve? We're probably on day seven. No, not yet. We're, we're good enough at the game that we don't starve within the first seven days. Oh, good. So, it's seven um, days to not starve. Yeah, we, uh, we're games. in a pretty good position. But we found out that they <laughs> they added um, some other things into the game. There's a... a um, what would you call it, an expansion for Don't Starve called Reign of Giants that adds monsters in, and they added an add-on to that, a free one called A New Reign. Uh, so, like, two minutes into the game, Amy just comes across this giant beehive and then just goes, what the hell is that thing? I've never seen that before. <laughs> so, yeah, we could, we're probably going to die a horrible death when something that we, we haven't, I guess, you know, done properly before just comes up and, and wrecks us. Well, it's good as keeping you on your toes then. Hmm. We usually die uh, in the middle of winter when the deer clops comes along and destroys our camp and we, and we freeze. So maybe we'll try to get ready for the deer clops properly this time. Yes. Uh, last management game I played was Glitterman Grove and I also died in the winter because all of my fairies went away. Oh, that often happens. That was before I got to the, to the real meat of the game, so to speak. Hmm. So real quickly, I played 8-Bit Bayonetta like 15 minutes before we started recording. I saw that and I downloaded it and I haven't played yep. it yet. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, I think it might just be a vehicle for announcing something for Bayonetta because you can't move. You just jump up and down and you can shoot bullets at things that come in and you get achievements for dying to th- certain things and it's lasting for a certain amount of time. Yeah, it looked uh, like it was a bit of an April Fool's type thing, but yeah, to me, April Fool's type things, you don't actually get a product. Yeah, there's a lot of, well, I'm not going to say there's a lot of effort that's gone into this, but there's effort that's gone into this. Yeah, I mean, it was effort enough to, to make the sprites. Mm. And the achievements, if you unlock them all, they point towards a website that has a countdown for the next eight days and a picture uh, of Bayonetta's foot. Okay. Specifically from Bayonetta 1. Oh, okay. Or from some of the marketing material from Bayonetta 1. So either they're just reusing assets or we're going to get Bayonetta on the PC. Who knows? Yeah, well, I bought Bayonetta 1 and 2 for the Wii U 
and then I didn't have a Wii U. I just didn't want it to be one of those games that I couldn't ever get again, mm. like a few of the games I've been trying to get. So yeah. I haven't played any of those recently. Yeah, I have Bayonetta 1. It's a tough game to explain to my wife, let alone play on the train if it comes out on the Switch or something like that. That'll be funny. So it's like, no, no, it's fine. She's an umbral witch and her hair kind of makes clothes for her because she doesn't have any clothes. Yeah, and she's got guns in and, her shoes. Yeah, and she's beating up on angels as well. That it's happens. fine. It's all good. I think she fights God at one point. That makes sense. I still like have a to giant play. upside down statue head. I still have to play Azura's Wrath, which apparently you also oh, yes. fight gods in that, so... Yeah, well, well, you play through God of War, you fight lots of gods in that. Yeah, to be fair, you do. Okay. That game had a strong opening on its original game. I loaded it up again recently. God of War? Yeah, he's like, he's on the ship and there's there's like all these women with him and then the ship has like the Hydra attacks it and... Yes, yeah, so I do remember the opening to that. I actually, I was coming strong off Devil May Cry and looking for another game mm. like that and I hit God of War and I think God I played through half of God of War and then I kind of bounced off it. And then didn't play it for a while. And then I just heard that God of War just kind of went downhill after those games. Yeah, yeah. Two's reasonably good. I never paid any attention after two. Um, there's like a whole level in two where you fight the Colossus of Rhodes throughout the whole level. So it, it, you know, it kind of like you're running through and it kind of finds you and reaches into the building and, and you sort of run up its arm and stab its eye out and then it throws you somewhere and you sort of keep going through the level. And yeah. All right, so I played Mass Effect Andromeda last night and actually enjoyed myself, which I found very confusing. You did? Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of it you was- You should have Mass well, Effect 2 yeah, by accident. There was, um, there was uh, a portion- um, The one thing that did piss me off, right, is you hold down Y to enter your little hoopty car, mm. and, but if you hold down Y while you're in the hoopty car, it doesn't get out of the car, it evacuates you out of the planet. What? And then at that point, you have to then select the planet from the galaxy map again and travel to it <laughs> and go through a loading screen to get back down. So how do you get it's out a of different- the car? B. Of course. Yeah, they're different buttons. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't mind it, just exploring this planet and driving around. And I actually did like a reasonable part of the main quest on that planet. So yeah, it wasn't that bad. It's just average. Yeah. As the- Middling? I think, Yeah. Not really as good as Mass Effect 2 or 1. Yeah. I did really want to play it, but there are so many other good things out. It's like, oh, mm. maybe I'll get to it sometime before the year's out. Hopefully maybe. after they've fixed all the badness. Yeah. We've got some news coming up about that. Yep. Uh, and today and yesterday, I had a real quick go at Total War Warhammer. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's fun. It's just like sometimes those Total War games, sometimes it just seems overwhelming. Like you're at the start of a battle and there's- Units everywhere, and it's like, well, what do I have to do to win? And if I fail, I'm going to be upset at myself. But the thing that won me over is that uh, I was fighting a guy, and it was one of the early battles, so it wasn't hard. Like, I could just run run my troops in there, and i win. Yeah. But he had, like, crossbowmen behind his main guys, and I had some horses. So I rode the horses around the outside and then just told them to attack the crossbowmen, and I zoomed right in on the crossbowmen who were shooting at my main army, and then these horses, these guys with lances just come in and just absolutely wreck them, <laughs> like just smack into the side of them and people go everywhere. <laughs> it was it was just a joy to watch. Total War. Um, Total War yeah. Hammer. Well, so they announced Total War Hammer 2 um, today, with or I think yesterday. Yeah, with yeah. The, the first game only really being out for a year. Yeah, um, was it, and yeah. as it turns out, it's going to be kind of like DLC, but also a standalone title. Oh, right. So, is so it, the two games will kind of link up and you can have sort of one big, giant, huge thing. Is it like the um, Goddy's Revenge expansion slash standalone um, 
Saints Row thing that they released that was kind of the same engine. Get out of hell. That's right. Get out of hell. Get out of hell. Yep. Uh, I guess, kind of. Like, I, I don't but know. They haven't actually developed a new engine or platform or assets mm, or, or, or too not. many assets and they're just kind of, oh, look, we'll make another expansion, but we don't want it to be part of the main game. We'll allow it to be a standalone executable. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. But it also links in with the main game. So if you've got one and the other one, then you can just do this huge overarching campaign. Oh, all right. So it is an expansion, basically. Yeah, but you can buy it as a separate product and it will run perfectly fine by itself. Okay. Weird that they've announced it's Total Warhammer 2 rather than mm. Total Warhammer Electric Boogaloo or something. Who knows? I think it's got Lizardmen in it and uh, High Elves and uh, some kind of... like I'm, I'm real big on the Warhammer lore, but there's a lot of stuff I don't know. <laughs> no. And then some kind of like, I guess, sort of nature-dwelling forest-type people who I have no idea who they are. But they're, they're, there's a guy with an impressive gold mask or gold face who sort of fights them. Okay. Oh, sorry, uh, who sort of leads them. We need to talk to Cameron. He's a bit we of do a Warhammer expert. get a war, Warhammer lore expert. I like the lore because they just always go that extra little bit to make everything more awesome. Their dwarves are irregular dwarves, as in Tolkien-like dwarves, mm. but they have this thing called the Book of Grudges. And if you do something bad against the dwarves, they just write you down in the Book of Grudges. And they might not come after you straight away, but once they get to you, they'll just come after you with everything that they've got. That kind of ties back to WWE because Jericho has the list of Jericho <laughs> where he would list. write down people who have slighted him. Yeah, Jericho not, is a dwarf. And not that he's ever done anything with it yet, but he does have no. a list of everyone who slighted him. Well, the dwarves are working through that list, but it's just taking them a while because a lot of people <laughs> get onto that list. They want to make sure that the people who have slighted them have been properly dealt with. They're yeah. just not going to dump a bag full of shit on your doorstep and no. set it on fire. They're going to make sure you pay properly. No. And sorry, now I'm having a vision of a little dwarf uh, running away from a house while a flaming bag of turd is on somebody's doorstep. Possibly yeah, an elf. laughing. It's just a doorway <laughs> in front of a tree and an elf comes out and goes, ah, oh, not again. The elf would probably hear the dwarf before, you know, before he even got within 10 feet of the door. Or maybe it's masked by the stench of the poo. Maybe. Who knows? In those instances, um, is that your own poo that you do? Because I've never done it. <laughs> I don't know. Or do you just I, find I think some it's dog up to poo? you. It's up to you. <laughs> It's all about the type of message you want to send. Right. So, is it possible to get caught kind of squatting over a bag just around the corner <laughs> of someone's house? Go, no, no, wait. I'm just, I'm about to pull a prank. I just, hang on. Just, just, just stop looking at me. I'm, I'm trying to concentrate. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> so, back on track. Yeah. The last Total game Warhammer? that I played. Yeah, Total Warhammer. Total, I like to call it Total Loading Screen if you, oh, really? if you're looking for a, te- for a technical, yeah. So, the last game I played was a game called Stories Untold, Mm. uh, which is a kind of a narrative adventure game, but it contains sort of interactive elements uh, and text-based adventures. So You're right up your alley. Yeah. So, sort of like the first episode, you're sort of in this house that's your parents' house when you're a kid, and it's like your summer house, and your dad leaves a note that says, oh, I dug out your old computer, and it kind of looks like an old Commodore 64 or a Sinclair, and you're playing a text adventure on it, and then- Halfway through, all the power goes out and the game starts up again from scratch. But it's different and this time you're visiting your parents' house and it's all dilapidated and as you are performing... um, So, it all looks relatively the same, but as you're performing actions, like if you're moving something downstairs in the game, you'll hear something move downstairs like there's somebody else in the uh, house. And you're meant to be alone in the house at the time. And you're meant to be by yourself, yeah. And there's a whole bunch of other um, episodes that are sort of disconnected but are all related by the end. Okay. How many episodes the second are in ep- it? Four. Okay. 
The second episode, which we've got a video up on the side, is you're performing an experiment or an, a volunteer performing an experiment um, in regards to an alien artifact that's been discovered. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third episode, you're kind of running a numbers station. Awesome! Like you're out, you're sort of out in Greenland in a like a hut. My son would uh, love and- it. Yeah, and you sort of have a radio and you get codes sent, like number station style codes, and then you have a microfilm reader next to you that you have to go and look up what the codes mean and then do some maths or maybe decode some Morse code or something like that to figure out what you're supposed to input into this terminal that you've got. Yeah, yeah. And then I won't say anything about the last episode, but it kind of ties all of those things together. And does it do it well? Does it does it stick yeah, the landing? Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good, but I've seen this type of story before in other similar games in right. the genre so i didn't even know they were related i was going in looking for sort of like a creep show sort of thing where it's like all separate stories yeah um but when they finally sort of started to hint at what was happening it's like oh okay i see what's going on here and this is for the pc this is for the pc yeah yeah uh yeah so that's all i've been playing so you've enjoyed it yeah no it was good would i enjoy it as someone who's mm. kind of only half into horror games who's only ever played yeah. a couple you would probably enjoy it because it's only a couple of hours long. Right, okay. And so you could get it out and say, well, that was fun or that's not really that fun. I'm still heavily debating getting Resident Evil and playing Resident Evil. Oh, Resident Evil, Jesus. The only game where your hand gets cut off and you get skewered to a wall with a screwdriver in the tutorial. That happens in some games. I'm sure it's not the only game. Maybe it Oh, not like this. Okay. This, that was, uh, <laughs> this was affecting. Right. Maybe I don't want to play that one. Maybe you don't. I want to see if I can get it out by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, well, I played some more Nia. Mm. Uh, recorded a video for the site. So if you want to have a look at the first level, which is also available for demo, uh, you can go there and see me play through the first probably 40 minutes. Yeah. The game does open up after the first level. Like the first level seems to be really a way of showcasing all the different things that you might encounter. So it's got a lot of the top-down bullet hell stuff. It's got a 3D action-adventure type things. The 2D platforming elements and huge bosses really, really early on. But then once you get into the actual game, it opens up a lot more. And it's kind of a semi-open world, I would say. Almost like semi-open no. world with hub areas. How far are you in to... Near. Uh, I finished the first boss and I'm just running around on the space station. Yeah, okay. So I'm just at the first area after that. After that, you go down to Earth. So the first level is you clearing out Earth enough so that the humans can start to take back Earth from the robots. Hooray. And then you start to get side quests and quests to help out the resistance camp there. And I think I'm just finished the first boss. And I think I've been introduced to the main antagonist of the arc, which looks interesting. There's definitely opening up a whole bunch of interesting stories about robots who are creating robots and Mm. the quality and whether robots have personality and whether robots should have emotions and all that kind of stuff. So it is super, super interesting. I'm relatively early in, so still looking forward to exploring more of that story. No, it sounds good. But every time I was going to play near i would go oh i'm just gonna do a couple of shrines in zelda and then i would just spend a couple of hours playing zelda when i should have been probably doing something else yeah i've got all of the the guard not the guardians what are they called um oh, what are they called sacred beasts no sacred the divine beasts we got there in the end the divine beast i've got all four now uh they're actually really fun all of those four divine beasts are the dungeons i would say in that game mm. and you get there's a lot of puzzles and a lot of being able to control the spaces within the Divine Beasts is a really interesting way of doing the dungeons. 
Yeah. I've started to collect my armor and just gearing up for the final battle. I'm not sure whether I'll go straight in or whether I'll try to get some more shrines. I've got, I think I'm at about 60-something shrines. So I've got 14 hearts and I've got a full extra circle on my stamina, which makes gliding a lot easier and makes climbing a lot easier. Yeah. Um, hearts aren't really that much of a big deal in that game, I found. because You just need to get enough to get that certain thing. Oh, yes. At a certain point in that game, you need some hearts and you mm. should try to get at least 13. I'm just not going to say any more than that, but try to get 13 hearts. Uh, yeah, still going with that. I've found that the more and more I've been playing it is the reason I really have fallen in love with the game is because it makes me feel smart. It's really <laughs> good at presenting a problem that's difficult enough that I look at it and go, oh, I have no idea how to solve that. And then I look at it for a little bit longer and go, hang on, if I just, what if I went like that and put that thing there and rolled that thing down here and did that? And it's like, holy shit, that works. And there was even, uh, I executed this weird move in a shrine during the week and I thought, surely that's not how to do that in this shrine. So I actually went and looked online at a few videos of that particular shrine being executed and every single video did it differently. Which is really cool. It was <laughs> yeah. just that one little bit that was really, really hard. It just involved ice and try to get ice through fire in a certain way. And everybody mm. who did it did it a slightly different. I'm like, well, that's really clever. My way was the most ingenious, but probably took the most time. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else just did it really quickly. I'm like, oh, I could have probably done that, but it wasn't as elegant as the way I did it. I managed to get the most yep. ice towards the other side. But um, it's really- you got to get ice through, you got to get it through. Oh, exactly right. You want as much ice as you can. Um, so I've just been playing Zelda, really, just collecting armor and going back and actually, because now I've got all the Divine Beasts, I'm now going back and looking at all the different quests and seeing all the ones I've missed or the ones I've kind of gone, oh, I'll go back to those and just looking at the map and going, oh, and actually, look, there's a couple of shrines over in that area that I marked, but I couldn't reach at the time. So I've, you know, marked them as stars. So I'm going to go back and have a look at them again. So that game's still mm. paying off. I haven't looked at how long I've spent on that game, but it's got to be 60 or 70 hours at the moment. Can you even look? Uh, I believe you can look when you go to your profile page. It will give you an overview of the games you've played and roughly how long you've spent. All oh, right. Okay. It's a weird system because for the first two weeks, it says that you first started playing this game a week ago, and then it goes, you first started playing this game two weeks ago, and then I think it switches at a certain point and then gives you mm. rough hours. So, it goes about I check my- 50 hours or a about 60 hours. Do you want to do some live radio, grab our switches now and check? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, my one's right, right here, right next to me, so I can probably keep talking and doing it at the same time if yours okay. is further away. Really still enjoying the game. I don't want to really rush to go and fight Calamity Ganon yet because I know that there's so much more in there. And I know that as soon as I do it, I probably won't go back and play it because there's so much more on. You can probably hear me clicking. So, oh, look at that. I've got a friend online. Someone, Anthony's checking yeah. his time. Um, he has. I have played for apparently 65 hours or more. I've played for 35 hours or more. So is that all train Zelda? That That's pretty, well, there's probably some some bed Zelda as well. Oh, okay. Um, Yay, bed Zelda. <laughs> maybe some waiting for something to download on the PC Zelda Right, too. okay. Have you played it much docked or is it solely handheld? Uh, I played a little bit docked. How does it look? Because you've got a, how big is your TV? It's not. No, it's only 32, but it's also 1080i, which makes things a little bit challenging. Oh, right. But that'd be closer to even what the Switch outputs. How does it look on your screen? Uh, average. Okay. The problem is, I, I think the interlaced display kind of makes everything look, I guess, sort of fuzzy. Right. Okay. 
Because uh, <laughs> I've actually got the opposite problem with it is that I've got a 4K TV here in the office and mm. this thing only outputs 1080p, I think. And showing that on a 4K TV makes the edges look a bit ordinary, a little bit jaggedy mm. or, or ordinary. It looks amazing on the little handheld screen, but it's just yeah. when you get that level of definition up on there, you can definitely see the edges. Yeah. There was a small... <laughs> I got into one of those ball puzzles, and oh, yeah. so at one point I pulled the controllers out when I was lying in bed and put the switch on the nightstand and just did it that way. Yeah. <laughs> just I, just kind of laying on my side. I encountered another shrine that had motion controls yesterday, mm. and I did- The first section was really easy, because it's, it's kind of like a hammer, and the hammer knocks the ball, and the ball rolls, and it has to go into a hole. And I did that- mm. First go, I hit it and it rolled and it rolled really slow and right at the end it fell and just fell into the hole perfectly. But then you you walk through to the end of the shrine and there's a door around the back that leads to a chest. But to do the chest, you have to do the same thing, but you have to hit the ball and it has to roll in a kind of a U-shape around the thing. And I couldn't get it and I was like, fuck it, I don't care about this chest. I'll come back and get it later yeah. if I really, really care about it. But I just can't stand the motion controls in those games. You'll open the chest and it'll have a jade in it. <laughs> yeah. I've also found that the motion controls for aiming the arrow intermittently don't work that well. Yeah, I find I've actually that- turned mine off. Oh, you've turned them off completely. Yeah, because so- it's, it's really hard on the train. <laughs> yeah. Well, when they work, they work really well. But I've found that sometimes either its starting axis drifts a little bit, so you'll end up holding it up above your head trying to get even just the straight on shot, or- that you'll be tilting it and it won't work vertically. It'll work a little bit horizontally, but not vertically. Mm. But then I find like tapping the left analog stick to just manually aim reenacts it. So I don't yep. know what's going on with it. When it does work, it's, it is the way to shoot those arrows because you can get a lot more fine-grained accuracy. Yep. When it doesn't work and you're in the middle of a battle, that's when I start to get a bit stressed and angry at the damn motion controls. Yep, you're tempted to throw the thing across the room, except that would affect your motion control. It would be a lot of motion control all the one time, I would say. Mm. Uh, so there you go, that's Zelda. Um, still going. Everyone's probably sick of hearing that people are playing Zelda, but that's the thing that people are playing. So unfortunately, that's what we talk about. And the other mm. thing I was playing was I, I jumped into Titanfall 2 this weekend because it was double XP weekend. And uh, I just wanted to have a look at some of the new maps and the new game modes. Um, I've found that after not playing that game for probably about a month, I'm really bad at that game now. Mm. I I was sure (laughs) that my teammates were very angry at me for just standing there going, so how do you crouch again? So uh, either you're really bad or everybody else got really good while you weren't playing. Oh, no, I was completely bad because I couldn't figure out how to crouch. I couldn't figure out how to change weapons. There was uh, one point at this because I played the new live fire maps as well, where it's just uh, six on six pilots without Titans, which is actually it is actually a quick, fun capture the flag type game mode. But I thought I'm just going to run up to this one spot and I'm going to throw a grenade over to their side because you each start off, and it's quite a thin map, and you start off, obviously, one team either side. And I threw a grenade over that side of the map because I knew where people would roughly be, but somebody ran in front of me, and I stuck an arc grenade to their back, and then they were running around a little bit, and then I died, and they died. So so I killed some people on my own team just by errantly throwing a grenade. 
So I think to get good at that game, I need to get back into it a little bit more. I was going to do a, yeah. a video for the site, but uh, not if my playing is going to be that horrendous. <laughs> I should at <laughs> you least figure out in public. Cha- yeah, I should at least figure out how to change weapons before <laughs> trying to record myself playing that game yeah. again. But yeah, that's um, always the issue with like I recorded well. Well, I, I guess we'll cover it coming up. But I've recorded a video from of me playing some old uh, games from the late eighties. For the site? Yeah. Uh, and back in those days, games couldn't be long, so they were just hard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, my performance in those games is um, nothing to write home about. On that same notion, I've had a few questions about the NES Mini Classic that um, some people have asked me about, like whether it's good or whether it's worthwhile and whether they should get one or whether they should try and get one. So I was going to do a video on that, but that's going to involve going back and actually playing those games a little bit first mm. because I was playing some Mario one just just like the first mario brothers today and going oh no no i I do remember now all the little secrets in this game that i thought i had forgotten so it does seem to come back really quick yeah but we'll see all right that's what i've been playing okay so let's move on to the news indeed um so apparently palmer lucky is leaving facebook yeah surprise surprise maybe someone would say i don't know ah yeah i mean he was canned publicly Pretty viciously. Uh, I mean, I, well, nobody knows why, right? It could be because he, he's Donald Trump meme group or whatever the hell he was yeah, running. Yeah. Or because he they, they cost Facebook $500 because of the Zenimax thing. Yeah. Um, nobody knows. But it became obvious when he was moved out of the spotlight that he was either going to just be kept out of the spotlight or he was going to be removed. Yeah, to and some I guess, extent. I guess we know now. To some extent, he became a liability to the company, I believe, mm. whether it's publicly or behind the scenes or both. I mean, there's got yep. to be a certain extent that... I mean, how long ago did Facebook pick up Oculus? Oh, a couple of years ago now. You would think that he would have had a two-year buyout clause, so maybe yep. Facebook have exercised the two-year non-renewal rather than him, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's sort of tough. Like, both, all of those companies, like, it starts out, so I guess, you know, it's like, oh, VR's coming and it's like it's being built in people's garages. And yeah. But then they, then they get bought by Facebook and then there's the whole thing of like, oh, stuff that's on the Oculus where they've used the Oculus SDK will only work with the Oculus now. It'll never work with the Vive. And it's like, oh, here we go. Uh, and I read the other day that in apps um, on the Vive that run in the Vive's special little launcher will yeah, start yeah. to display ads. Oh, wow. Really? This is news I haven't had a chance to add yet, but it's like, I mean, come on, guys. VR's just news. Stop fucking it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Like, how much is a Vive and they want you to, they want to run ads in the software? I think it's like six or $800, isn't it, at least? Uh, probably more than that in Australia. Here we go. Uh, HTC is looking to introduce ads inside Vive port, which will track when you're looking. <laughs> of course, because I want ads in a virtual reality space just right yeah. up on me. I reckon, like, it's kind of already there, but- you're going to be buying routers soon that will say, hey, put your list of domains you don't want traffic to go to here. It's supposed to be advertising domains and tracking domains. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I installed for the first time, weirdly, I mean, I would assume I would have done it way earlier than that, but I installed an ad blocker into Chrome about a mm. month ago. And it was only really to get into one site that was throwing up an ad and then not allowing me to get any further. And I really wanted something from that site. Yeah. And uh, so, I installed Bought- I, no, I don't think it was porn. It was something. <laughs> it could have been. Chances are it wasn't. And I installed an ad blocker just to get through whatever 
weird shit it was trying to throw up at me. Probably an ad yeah. that was really annoying that was an over the page or something. And I installed it just for that reason, and then I just left it on, and I completely forgot that I had it on, and I was having such a good time on the internet without any pop-up ads or any over-the-page ads or any just bullshit. And it wasn't until I went to, it was either the New York Post or it was Salon Mm. or one of those sites that won't let you in unless you disable your ad blocker. Yeah. I thought, what the- Oh, that's right. I installed that ad blocker about a month ago. Well, fuck them. I'm going to still- I don't even want their news anymore. I would prefer if there to be no ads. Yeah, so I went one further than that. I've actually got an ad blocker installed and a grease monkey script that detects ad blocker detectors and disables them. Oh, wow. Okay. That's cool. So, yeah. Yeah, so the first time- the first couple of times I saw that thing, I said, yeah, fair enough. And so, one of them was was a gaming site that I would go to and- the guy said, look, we know we've had problems with ads in the past, but we're clean now. We're not going to be opening up lots of pop-ups. Please disable your ad blocker and we'll let you in. And I went, sure, okay, that's fine. Um, and I disabled my ad popper and it worked, or ad blocker, and it worked for two days. And then I got a pop-up. And I thought, well, fuck you. Yeah. So I reinstalled the ad blocker and installed a Grease Monkey script that, that detects ad blockers and gets rid of them. That detects ad blocker blockers or ad blockers? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, ad blocker blockers and gets rid of them. Yeah, cool. Maybe I need to do that. Mm. I can go and read the salon articles anyway. So, it, it just turns into a into an arms race at some point. Yeah. It's going to be the same with VPNs when, you know, we're not allowed to visit certain sites because we're in Australia. Mm. Well, yeah, depending on what sort of um, blocker they're using. Yeah. It'll, it'll be VPNs once everybody starts to track everything that you're doing and selling it to everybody else. Which they're doing anyway. Yeah. So it's too late on that one. I would start using them anyway if that's the case. Yeah. Um, how long do you reckon? Shame about internet speed. How long do you reckon Carmack's going to stick around with Oculus? Uh, I think he'll stick around for a little while. He's sort of, I guess, it's a tech that he's interested in, though. That's the thing. So I think he'll probably stick around for a little while. He is more than Palmer. They've done the most for VR in a tech side of things. Like He was super yeah. into getting that latency really, really low, almost non-existent yeah. or as far as non-existent as you can possibly get with tech. Yeah. He, he pointed the finger squarely at TV manufacturers at the time, saying that it's because they've never had to deal with a real-time uh, thing like this before, that they're just lazy. It is interesting to see all the little projects that um, ex-game devs have gone to. So, you know, Carmack's mm. gone to Oculus, uh, there was some news during, or not really some news, but ex-Midway developer Mark Turmel, who's now at Zynga, which I didn't actually realize he'd moved to Zynga, the ex-Facebook um, yeah. game company. And he's now making a Wizard of Oz iOS game and kind of- Right. What? Why are they an ex-Facebook game company now? Did I miss something? Uh, well, gaming on Facebook's really dropped off. The more yeah. strict Facebook got about posting all that bullshit to timelines and actually- you know, locking down all the different types of apps that they've got. Places like Zynga dropped off Facebook a lot and moved to iOS. Oh, right. So yeah. he's now working on iOS games. Which I, I don't think I ever played a Facebook game. I never played a Facebook game. I blocked a lot of people who tried to get me to play Facebook games, but <laughs> I didn't play any Facebook games myself. But he's mm. now working at Zynga. Oh. And he did an AMA this week on Reddit. And he actually had some really interesting info about some games that I and you, I would say you probably really love as well. Um, yeah. So he was ex Midway. He worked with Ed Boon Netherrealm, and yeah. Dave Lang at Midway, and yeah. they worked on games like NBA Jam and NFL Blitz and WWF WrestleMania, the wrestling game that was kind of 
made within the NBA Jam engine. It was a little bit Mortal Kombat, a little bit NBA Jam, and he also worked on Smash TV. Uh, So a couple of little things that I found interesting from the AMA, and if you're interested in kind of what Mark Turnbull's doing now and also his exploits back in the midway days, I highly suggest you look up the AMA. Yeah. Um, but I read some of it. Yeah, it was really interesting. A couple of little tidbits I've pulled out. Uh, that there were, Apparently, there were a few custom versions of NBA Jam made by specific request from NBA basketballers. Uh, I think mm. uh, Gary Payton and Ken Griffey asked for these specific versions to be made that included themselves as likenesses because they weren't in the original game. Uh, Why was that? Uh, the original NBA Jam game had a more of a limited roster. Oh, okay. Whereas NBA Jam Tournament Edition ended up having Gary Payton and Ken Griffey and you could mm. actually choose from more players. But they got a... Definitely they did all that work getting them into the ROM versions. Yeah. So they actually made really custom versions for them that included them in it. But also they included Michael Jordan as a character because he wasn't a character in the original game. But he was apparently going to be a character in the original game. But because he signed on during that time with Nike as his main licensee, he pulled all his other NBA deals because Nike were paying him like $60 million a year to be Michael Jordan. So he was unfortunately not in the original NBA Jam, but all the work was done to put him in there. So there are a few custom EPROMs out there of him in it. And uh, somebody asked Mark whether he had copies of those and whether he could dump them for the internet. And he said... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think they're around somewhere. I'll look oh, into God. it. So a lot of the uh, video game historical societies are pretty excited about that. Yeah, as long as it doesn't get shit on by whoever owns the NBA Jam. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, trademark there. Um, Midway doesn't even exist. No, well, yeah, I guess. Although I'm sure somebody <laughs> yeah, you, owns you, you, a part of Midway that says that Midway exists, but the actual company's not releasing games. The only people you could quite possibly piss off is the people who own the current copyright, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Or the NBA, maybe. Or Michael Jordan. Who knows? So, anyway, let, yeah. let, let's see if he comes good with his quote about, yeah, oh, okay, I'll dump him. I'd love yep. to see Jordan in NBA Jam. He was always the one that was missing. He was the one I, I really wanted to play. Right. Uh, and but then, yeah. Yeah. Still a really good game. Oh, that's it's a great game. They should absolutely bring it back in the right they way. They did, didn't they? They did. I've actually played the iOS version of NBA Jam, which isn't the ideal way to play NBA Jam, but I love that game so much. I've I've played through that whole game and gotten through to the championships. And are you a champion? I am. No, I'm not. Uh, no. So, and apparently uh, during the making of uh, <laughs> WWF WrestleMania, apparently The Undertaker wouldn't do any work until they went out and bought him a bottle of whiskey. Which right. well, seems to correlate to The Undertaker I have heard stories about from those times. Mm, at least it's not Jake the Snake Roberts asking for cocaine or whatever the hell it was. No, but he did mention that uh, all of the wrestlers that they worked with for those games were, quote-unquote, a bit of a mess. <laughs> so, well, they didn't have a wellness policy back then? Oh, it sounds like that they had an unwellness policy back then. Like the guys could just do whatever they wanted. Right. Go on. As long as you make money for the company and you don't kill anyone, you're fine. Yeah, until they started. Some of them, some of them couldn't even do that. Yeah, I know. It's a shame, though. Mm. A lot of them are getting healthy again, so that's good. Jake Snake Roberts and Scott Hall are turning their lives around, which is all right. Yeah, they're doing DDP yoga. Yeah. We should get DDP yoga to be an advertiser on the podcast. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, they apparently they removed about 20 of the more violent animations from NFL Blitz in order to get NFL's approval on the game. So apparently there were some um, animations that were a little bit outside the realm of safe for NFL Blitz, like really like grabbing helmets and ripping people down to the ground and um, wow. stamping on people. 
But um, it's interesting to see they were sensitive about that even back then, like even without the concussion trauma thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I've always said that I don't think that if you from scratch made an NBA Jam game nowadays, that you could get hardly any of that stuff through. If you held down turbo and tried to steal, you would actually push a player over, and there were and you would throw your elbows around and knock players, and that's got to be taboo now in these mm. type of PG versions of these games. A game that's so owned by marketers rather than owned by the NBA, yeah, and uh, or oh, the, well, the NFL in that case, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other thing that I found quite interesting was that apparently big head mode, which was a, a code that went into NBA Jam, which would make all the players have really big heads, and it was really funny. Uh, apparently, that was purely put into the game so that he could see who he was playing in fast-paced gameplay. So it was just a little. Isn't code. that a bit of a commentary on his own game? That's like this game doesn't read very well. Um, I think it was more when you're developing it and you want to know which one of these characters is which really, really specifically. But, you know, I don't know. And he said that there is a chance that he invented the concept because I've seen it happen in a few more games since then. So yeah, cool if he did. Uh, yeah. God, I'm trying to remember which one. There's a racing game. Uh, there is. There's a kart racing game on the mm. Xbox called F1 something or other. No, nah, don't know. Lost it. Yep. All right. Uh, Bioware. Have issued a statement yeah. on Mass Effect. It's a pretty vague I statement. Be, I would be issuing a statement on Mass Effect as well if I were them. Yeah. I can read the statement in full. It says, To our players, it's been a week since we officially launched Mass Effect Andromeda Worldwide, and we couldn't be more excited that our fans are finally experiencing everything we've worked so hard to create. We've received quite a bit of feedback, some of it positive and some of it critical. That feedback is an important part of our ongoing support of the game, and we can't wait to share our more immediate plans with you on Tuesday, April 4. In the meantime, keep your feedback coming. Our team is listening, working around the clock to gather information and plan out solutions to improve the build on Mass Effect Andromeda. Thanks for your continued support and joining us on this journey. Yeah, well, let's hope they find time to redo all the animations. Yeah, well, the animations and all the... I've heard... That a lot of it's more of the game-breaking bugs than the animation. Have you encountered many bugs? No, none at all. No. It's the animation's just an easy thing to pin the fact that the game, like whoever made the game, doesn't. There hasn't been real. Well, there's been effort put in, but not enough effort for like a Mass Effect game. And the animations are an easy thing people can point to to say the gameplay is average, the animations are average, the story is average. It's an average game. Yeah. So nothing that's broken the game to the point you had to restart or anything. No, no, like, no I mean, it hasn't scenes. crashed. No, it's all, all been good. Okay, cool. So uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild was updated to version 1.1.1. And more mm. importantly of all that, it actually fixes the frame rate in certain areas like uh, Kodak Forest. Yeah. My game's been updated and I've jumped in and played Kodak Forest docked and undocked. And it does absolutely, the frame rate is a lot better in those areas because it was pretty right. abysmal docked. Uh, at 1080 but now it's better so that's helped yeah i play sort of just on the actual unit itself so i haven't really noticed any issues <laughs> so i would have to like go out of my way i think yeah to find them no but it absolutely has cleaned it up a little bit so i'm glad they're fixing those little things yeah so that's zelda uh then we will go on to mad cats who have filed mm. for bankruptcy this week no more ddr pads no more ddr pads no more arcade sticks, no more rock band equipment. 
No. Um, Apparently, they took quite a hit by going in on Rock Band 4 hardware and then having having Rock Band 4 not really sell that well. No. And then they had announced new Tekken fighting sticks a few months ago and they have been pulled for pre-order. And everyone was a bit kind of weirded out about that because some people had pre-ordered them and but all of a sudden they vanished. And now Mad Cats have gone into voluntary receivership. Right. They also sold Cytech to Logitech, I think, recently. Oh, right. Okay. Or, to, or a little while ago. Trying to make some money? Yeah. So apparently the company was delisted last week and shares dropped to a low of four US cents. Yeah, not much. No. Almost worthless. Good time to buy Magcat stock if they weren't going bankrupt. Yeah, well, no, I, I would be buying Magcat stock at this point. So what happens next is that the company's assets and inventory will be sold to the highest bidder. So mm. if you want to get a whole pallet of uh, <laughs> arcade sticks and rock band Fantastic. equipment, you can probably get it really cheap. We should go together in and just buy a whole bunch of useless equipment yep. and do something with it. Okay, well, let's let's hook up like an entire orchestra's worth of rock band gear. <laughs> yeah, so apparently they were founded in 1989. Mm, no, they've been around for a while. Yeah, nearly three decades. Amazing. But, you know, sometimes people just aren't going to be buying your rock band equipment. No. I actually wasn't sure about this news story because it was posted on April 1st, but apparently it is a true news story. It's not an April Fool's yeah. gag. It's always hard to tell. Oh, it's been one of those years that, you know... Because we're in Australia, our April Fool's Day happens a day before everyone else. So then on April the 2nd is when we get all the April Fool's Day news from overseas. So I'm just like some of the stuff you can really definitely tell. And I just don't really pay that much attention to anything that happens on the 1st or the 2nd of April now. Well, it actually got me today because the Victorian government announced a second river crossing for the Westgate Bridge. Right. Okay. uh, And it's going to be a tunnel. Yeah. And so the first thing I thought is, ha-ha, April Fool's, and, but no, apparently it's actually going ahead. <laughs> but then, then the more I, more I thought about it, I thought that announcing like a major new way for people in the western suburbs to get into the city and then saying it's an April Fool's joke is actually a real prick thing for a government to do. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny. Although I live over that side and I wouldn't be too much laughing because we do damn well need one at the moment. Mm. If any one of those roads goes bad, there is not a second way to get over back home. So Yes. And things in the past week, multiple times, have fucked up really badly. Yeah, self-driving cars can't come fast enough. No, absolutely. Or self-just-fucking-work-from-home-ing. All right, well, that's going to do it for the news. Did I miss anything? Nope, that's it. Nope. That was the news. So now we're going straight, hot, steaming, no, speeding into letting off steam. Hey, you... You, you couldn't go steaming into letting us steam, could you? No, not really. I think um, the last news was steaming, so then we right. moved less steam. Is there more steam mm. or less steam now? <laughs> if you're trying to find reviews, there's apparently less steam. I no. think we've picked all the low, low-hanging fruit and we're having to climb the tree a bit now. Really? Have we come to the end of letting off steam? <laughs> Don't know. Um, it just, it just, I, I need some kind of user interface now that is better than the Steam one to find these things. Oh, right. Are we going to move to letting off Origin at some point? There's no reviews on Origin. No. They're, I actually, they're actually smart. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess EA don't want reviews on on EA games, so... No. All right. Okay. What, what do we have from the steaming pile of letting off Steam? Well, we're starting with Don't Starve Together uh, with a positive review from Durandell, who has 13.1 hours. 
Don't be that guy who accidentally sets all the berry bushes on fire. My friend was that guy, and we aren't friends anymore. 10 out of 10, play alone. (laughs) So this actually happened to us at one stage in that we were playing with Chris, our friend Chris. Yes. uh, And Amy and I had stocked up a chest full of stuff, and Chris was holding a flaming torch, and he meant to click on the chest to open it, but he clicked with the torch in his hand and set the chest on fire. I'm sure he did it by accident. I've been on the receiving end of Chris's accidents before and they're not accidents. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, the other thing about Don't Starve Together is if you die, you become a ghost and you can kind of haunt things, objects and things like that. Is that is that just shorthand for you can fuck with other players? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So Don't don't Starve Together, a negative review from Mom, M-O-M. Yes. Uh, 42 hours, I tried to haunt a carrot and it did nothing. Damn. No, so, no so you carrot can't haunt carrots. No, that's obviously not a um, not a bullet point on the feature list for this game. Maybe it's coming in a future patch, possibly the carrot haunting patch for Halloween. Yep, there you go. Don't start uh, together. Free idea. Get on it. <laughs> I think they're moved. They're, they're they're trying to move on to other games, but I think Don't Starve has been one of their largest successes. What else have they done? Uh, they did um, Mark of the Ninja. Oh, uh, them. Shank. Yeah, them. Oh, right. Mark uh, the Ninja was Invisible a really good Inc. game. Yeah, yeah, they, they usually make really good games. They should make another game. Stop working on Don't yeah. Starve Together. Make another Mark of the Ninja or something as good as that. Yes. So after that, I thought we'd move on to Total War Warhammer, which has been a bit of a shit show with its DLC practices. Yep. Um, Total you want Warhammer. To buy the, buy, yeah, you want to buy the whole game, like 120 bucks with all the DLC and everything. Yeah, games um, are expensive when you get down to all the DLC or all the yes. bullshit you don't need. Yes. Um, there is a, a DLC that adds gore into the game, for example. Shouldn't that be in the the, the main game? Shouldn't that be part yeah, of the some, main some, game? Some people have that have that opinion. <laughs> They're quite like vocal about it. Gating those things through paying extra or DLC just infuriates me. Yes. So we have a total Warhammer review... Uh, a positive review from Vivid Nightmare with 8.9 hours. $12 on the Humble Bundle. Totally worth it. DLC can bite me. But this is the future us old people tried to warn everyone about back in the day when DLC was just being introduced. Almost like us old guys aren't so crazy after all, huh, kids? <laughs> I like that because I'm one of those crazy old people. Yeah. Said, this will be the end of everything. And everyone's like, no, fuck, it'll fuck be you fine. All. You're if killing people want to buy it, it's fine. They're not going to screw yeah. us. No, they're not going to take things out of the game just to put them in DLC. No, that would never happen. Not at all. Um, Yeah. So the other controversy I managed to find is that Sega promised a Chinese localization and then just dropped it when it came close to release. So this is a negative review from Hans Hans Sean, Hans Seen, um, and then a bunch of Chinese characters I couldn't pronounce or find a translation for. All right. Um, 14.2 hours. I just want to explain why so many Chinese players gave this game not recommended, because when the first time Total Warhammer showed pre-purchase on Steam, the supported language list showed Chinese edition clearly. Then many Chinese players were very happy, and they paid no hesitation because of the local language. All of them expected the game, and first time they can play Total War without a language barrier. After a couple of months ago, Sega cancelled the Chinese edition for no reason. No explain. That is why Chinese players are angry. I also know many details because I was one of the team members who worked for Chinese Translation Project for Sega. 
Actually, we were already finished 70% translation work and Sega just cancelled the project because they did not find a publisher in Chinese. Steam is not a publisher. In fact, all the team members of the Chinese language project are Warhammer funds and the professional Total War, War players. After that, we communicate to Sega again and again and we told them, please, just let us finish the rest of the 30% work. We are work for free and do not require any pay. But Sega just disregarded all the voice and cancelled it. I really don't want to give a negative review to this great game. I love Warhammer and I can't understand Sega's logic. But I really want Sega to know what they did. Some inside baseball. Yeah, if it's actually true. If yeah, this guy true. did actually work on the localization project. There's always the chance he didn't. Mm, and, well, I'm not going to call the guy out because English obviously isn't his first language, but if he's working on the translation project from English to Chinese and this is his English, maybe they should can it for another reason. <laughs> maybe. Don't That's let, the first thing. Don't let us pass the of. first stone. <laughs> yes. For English. Yep. We're pretty good at the, good at the English. Yeah, English is cool. It helps when you're completely surrounded by it from birth. Uh-huh. Apparently it's one of the harder languages to learn because it's so yeah. fucked up. So I then tried to find a bunch of reviews for things that we actually were, were relevant to the show today. Nia and uh, Stories Untold yeah, yeah. and 8-Bit Bayonetta and anime games because anime sale on Steam and I couldn't find anything that I thought was even remotely funny <laughs> in any of those things. Oh, well. Um, what else you got So then? I just... I just chose Ghost Recon Wildlands because it's a new game that came out recently and I haven't touched it. Probably should look at it at some stage. And looking up some reviews for some useful reasons. Yeah. Should you play um, it? Should you not play it? Yeah. So, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, positive review from NGPGbers, uh, 35.4. Uh, great game, but good fucking God, it's 2017. Put a jump mechanic in your game so I don't get stuck in a fucking tiny three-inch deep hole made of rocks. <laughs> A good review. Kind of remind, yeah, I guess. I guess, you know, you can understand why developers don't put jumping mechanics in. Guild Wars didn't do it because they want that tactical element where yeah, yeah. you sort of can't avoid... Just don't want people bouncing around the whole time. Yeah. You have to make a decision about what, what you're going to do based on how long it takes you to get there. I was playing The Witcher and The Witcher doesn't have... Does The Witcher have jump or not? I can't remember. Oh, gee, I can't remember. I think it might under specific circumstances, like if you run up to an edge and hit... Maybe, a, and if you're already Climb, running, you might I think jump. It might have. Yeah. I was in... Actually, I think it does. I do remember trying to jump up the side of a tower once. Right. Well, I got stuck in not that deep a, a water. I was inside a room, <laughs> and there was a square lot of decking, and it had water in the middle of it, and there was a square, and I got stuck in there. I jumped in there to pick up something, and I couldn't get out. And I actually, to get out, it was the fact that the climbing mechanic had broken, and I had to right. exit the game and then relaunch the game and come back in and uh, climb out. It's happened twice okay. so far in The Witcher 3. Yeah, but I had that. Are you playing it on PC? Or? I am playing it on PC. Mm, okay. Well, still haven't finished that game. Like, I'm like I don't doubt two, that. Quests, two quests away from the end. Oh, really? <laughs> I was two... going to say because it's really long and I'm not that far yeah. in. There's two, two DLCs that are like almost full game length again that yeah. I've also bought. They definitely give you your money's worth in that game. Yeah, yeah. Um,. So, Ghost Recon Wildlands, a negative review from Aiden Carl, 72.9 hours. Google Street View with Guns Bolivia Edition. <laughs> well, I wonder what he means by that. Does he mean that, yeah, I don't the, know. that the resolution is not that great or yeah. that it is uh, stock standard? I don't know. Actually, have we already done Ghost Recon Wildlands? That review sounds familiar. Uh, no, I haven't heard it before. 
Right. I think it okay. was only because you picked it up. Yeah, maybe. Maybe because I've just been searching around for reviews all day. <laughs> You're stuck in the world of letting off steam. Yeah, I spent an hour and 20 minutes today looking at reviews on Steam. That was good work. At least you put in the effort. Yeah, it takes a while, but it's worth it. All right, there you go. Um, We're going to move from letting off steam, because I think we've let off enough steam, whether it be positive or negative steam, or whether we are letting off more, so therefore we have less steam, or whether we are letting off some and therefore there is more steam in the environment, we have not made up our minds. But we're moving on to emails. Yep. And we have one email this week. It's from Susie. Hi, Susie. Susie. She emails, Dear Semicast, what are the rules around shit-talking someone to throw them off their game? I say it's 100% unacceptable. Others say it's fair game. Great show. You guys rock. P.S. Who starts with a W but sounds like a H? That's great. Add it to your phonetic alphabet. We will. We should just make a complete alphabet one day. <laughs> just completely useless. Because I was trying to think of a W word because we kept trying to do uh, WTF as um, non-phonetic phonetic alphabet. And we kept yeah, but using, it starts with W. Yeah, and <laughs> we couldn't think of one. So now it's, um, what is it? Hugh Fjord Tsunami. Yeah, something like that. Easy. So, uh, yeah. what's your rule around shit talking? It's fine as long as it doesn't get really personal. Like, I remember when Capcom did their, what was their cross- Capcom Cross Tournament or something like that. And so there was a female competitor in there and people were sort of making sexual harassment jokes. Well, that's were... not acceptable. No, that's not acceptable at all. But yeah, if, if it, you can cleverly work something that happened in the game in, then sure. But if it, you have to get personal. I know a famous one that I read and I'm not endorsing Shane Warne here because I don't like Shane Warne at all. Are we getting into sledging? And- we are, and sometimes wish wish harm on him, um, is that uh, there was, I don't even know, like I don't follow sport, but I don't even know who the, the batsman was. He had trouble dealing with Shane Warne, and he came out in a press conference and said, I've been, I've see, sought professional help, and I'm okay dealing with Shane Warne now. And so when he was playing, he ended up down the bowler's end, because another guy was having a bat, and Shane Warne whispered as he walked past, I'm going to send you straight back to your shrink. So that that's sort of, I guess, clever but kind of personal in a way. It kind of straddles yeah, yeah, yeah. the line, I would think. Um, but, yes, if you get into, like, sexual harassment stuff or talking about other people's family members, yeah, probably not good. No. But I think, say, if you and I were having a fighting game and we're playing mm. locally on an arcade machine, I could shit-talk yep. you a little bit just to try and put you off. Yeah, I wouldn't pay any attention to no, it. It doesn't, no, not it doesn't really affect me. But it wouldn't get personal. Since we played Magic the Gathering, I've become very zen about com- competitiveness. <laughs> Just kind of let it go at some stage, and I've never been able to grab it again. I'm not, not competitive anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so, yeah, I think uh, local sled uh, sledging, local shit-talking is kind of okay, but, you know, uh, it's just when it goes online and if you know on Xbox Live where there's a little bit of anonymity and people can just get mm. away with more. That's when it starts to get shit and personal and makes you feel bad. But I don't think it's wrong to try and throw someone off their game, though. I would like to see a Jay and Silent Bob strike back thing where rather than banning people who say bad things in Xbox Live, Microsoft just dispatches. Like they have an ongoing show where they they just show up at the person's house with like cameras and stuff and and sort of interview them about why they said what they said. They should get Jay Allard back to do that. He could just um, get his his sport jacket and hoodie combo. (laughs) 
and go out to the world and talk to people about how they should not sludge people. Yeah. I was thinking more uh, Chris Hansen from To Catch a, a Predator or something like All right. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it'd be interesting, like a 10-year-old kid, it's like sitting in the lounge room with his parents and <laughs> they say, you said this, and it's just like the most filthy thing you've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell the kid's going to really be in trouble by the time yeah. they actually leave. I would watch that. I reckon Henry Rollins would be good too. A, a, yeah, a good no, person. especially. That would be fantastic. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Well, there's emails. So, yes, I think shit talking is fine as long as it's between friends. I don't care about putting someone off their game. But if it starts mm. to get personal and racist or sexist, then absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, that's going to probably do it. I think we're done. Mm. Um, what have we got coming up on the site? Well, uh, courtesy of the Australian internet, we've probably got a couple of day wait for what we recorded on Twitch on the weekend to make it up there. Yes. I think you might have- Yeah, Silent Hill 3 and Don't Starve. Uh, We're probably going to start arranging what happens on Twitch. If it's not a specific show, it's just going to be under semi-informatic live. It'll be a good banner for it. Yeah, I think it's a good catch-all and it gives us the the flexibility to just stream whenever we want. So just keep an eye out. Subscribe to the Twitch channel and you'll be alerted whenever we go live with whatever dumbness, dumb frivolity that we choose to put out there. But Friday Night Frights will continue as a weekly series. Yeah, as will the new one that I've come up with, which is Midnight Gaming Club, which is when I'm up on a weekend and got too much spare time on my hands. Which just means that you have to stay up really late and stream some games. Yeah, and that's probably this sleep-deprived Anthony is probably the best Anthony. Absolutely. I was watching on um, Friday night, and it was yeah. quite humorous watching you um, run around shit Silent, Silent Hill 3 Hill. and running away from dogs. Yep, in a shopping centre named after your local shopping centre. Absolutely. That's probably yep. slightly cleaner than my local shopping centre, but <laughs> let's not get into the semantics of... Um, if you want to know more about shopping centres, watch Midnight Gaming Club Silent Hill 3. <laughs> uh, and I'll probably post my Commodore Amiga... Um, previously on where i go back and look at a gaming system that i never owned but a lot of my friends and my cousin did and it sort of left its mark on me as far as or what i considered fun games yeah and i'm going to do something similar with the nintendo mini classic and i've also got a neo video that'll probably go up this week sometime yeah chock full of content we're going to probably have to hold some of it back so we don't well you're going away for a couple of weeks um Mm. soon so we might have to work up a backlog to get out there. My, my, my wife reminded me of that today and I thought, oh, shit, I have to record a lot more videos. <laughs> or it's just going to be me taking two weeks off work and just live streaming the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Here's Anthony. Just just recording whatever comes to mind. Here's, here's Puzzle Quest. Yeah. Watch some Puzzle Quest, damn it. Or maybe it's you and your wife playing Switch in the car and you can uh, stream it through Facebook streaming or something. I'm not actually taking my Switch with me, I've uh, decided. Ooh, going gameless. Um, going yeah, relaxing. because... Well, we're, I'm not going to take anything with me that I don't want stolen because we're planning on taking a couple of days to drive where we are and we want to be able to just stop at certain places and I don't want to have to be worried that someone's going to nick my switch out of the car. Or, yeah, yeah. So basically, if they want a whole lot of my underwear and toiletries, that's about all I'm taking with me and a book. That's important to some people. Um, don't mm. discount the fact that your underwear and books will get stolen. No. And socks. Well, we shall see. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, If you have any questions or comments, please send them to semicast at semiinformatic.com or you can Mm. send us a message on Twitter where you'll find us at semiinformatic. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes where you'll also find past episodes. And while you're there, we'd love it if you could take a few seconds and leave a rating and a review. Apparently it helps with how we show up in searches. 
You can also find the Simicast show archives as well as other videos that we've been talking about at siminformatic.com. Thank you very much for listening. My name is David Shack, and as usual, I'm here with Anthony Murphy. Just remember, we love, you love, doing what you love. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. See ya.